Hi all, I'm Dan Smegrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Monday, June 10th, 2019, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. Our guest today is Matterport Marketing Manager, Amir Frank. Hey, hey, Amir, good to see you again. Good to see you too, Dan. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for being on the show. You're going to be with us all week long. So excited. Matterport Workshop 3.0 for newbies. And, uh, and, and uh, you're actually going to train me today. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Yes. So we're going to assume that I don't know anything about Matterport. And in, in fact, we're going to do that all week long. So if you've just bought a Matterport camera and you're, you're a Matterport, uh, and you're, you're trying to get a little bit ahead, knowing how to do workshop 3.0, how to be able to publish your space, you're in the right place. And if you've just started with, with Matterport, maybe you've done a few scans, but you're still having some struggling to get around workshop and Matterport cloud, uh, that's cool. And even if you're using a uh, classic, I guess, uh, Matterport workshop 2.0, uh, and you're just at the point where you're ready to switch to 3.0. And I want to say you really need to do that by September when, when two kind of sunsets. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, it's difficult to say right now exact uh, times and days. I'm not 100% sure. But yes, uh, you definitely want to, uh, to make sure that you're on 3. And you, and you really do want to be on uh, uh, Workshop 3.0. So Amir is going to take us through uh, Matterport Workshop 3.0 all this week, and uh, I think today on the on the schedule, uh, you're going to do intro to Matterport Cloud, cover settings, icons at the top, the model page, and uh, also we're going to take some questions uh, from the audience. So if you're if you're watching on our YouTube channel, come on over to the We Get Around Network forum, wganforum.com. You'll see a button in the bottom right, and you can actually join us uh, live on the show. And we'll be taking Mir will be taking some questions. So, um, yeah. and. Uh, and Amir, we're just going to assume that I, I'm totally new to Matterport. Um, I might be thinking about getting a camera or I just got a camera, but this whole workshop 3.0 is something totally new. So let's not assume I know anything. We'll just go slowly through all the different uh, features of uh, cloud and workshop, for at least for the portion we're doing today. That sounds great. Sounds really good. Um, so I think uh, probably the best is to just go ahead and share my screen. Cool. Uh, so you can see that, and uh, and we'll take it from there. There's a lot to go over today. Uh, as you said, we're going to cover uh, the basics of, of what you're going to see uh, when you just get into uh, your my.matterport account after having signed up for it. Okay? So cool. Me... MyMatterport.com account. How do I get to that? So initially... When you first sign up for Matterport, you go to the website called uh, buy.matterport.com. Uh, it's buy.matterport. Uh, there you'll be able to choose the plan that you're interested in uh, going with um, for your account. And once you have that set up, you're sent an email to uh, kind of confirm the invitation, uh, set up your password and so forth. And uh, once you've set up your password, you're ready to go. You can, you can officially upload. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to actually go ahead and get started out uh, here. Um, so what you see here, can, can you see my screen okay? Yes. Fantastic. Um, okay, so what you see uh, right now is just your very typical um, 
you know, a Matterport account uh, when you log in. Uh, of course, in you know, in a, in a in a case where it was brand new, you would not have this folder or this model. Uh, that's just for this uh, demonstration. Um, but you have a very clean slate without much going on. So what I wanted to do today is go over the different icons that you see here at the top, uh, the settings options, things like that. So you're more comfortable navigating around these pages. Cool. Okay. Um, so first thing is the uh, settings. So when you get into your my.matterport account, um, again, everything in, you know, behind this will just be gray. Um, up here in the corner, you have the drop-down option to access your uh, profile. So you can tap here and just hit settings. And this will take you into the settings pages. Okay. Uh, from here, you can choose to edit things like your profile detail. You can choose the, uh, the edit button over here to change your uh, name, last name. These are populated based on what you, uh, based on your input uh, via that, um, that kind of uh, invitation email that you received. Um, so that, that can just be changed at any time. Again, it, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, as well as the email and password to your accounts can be changed uh, right here. Just press the change button and uh, set those. Um, when you sign up for your my.matterport plan, you are the account owner. Uh, and that's very important. We'll get to that. It has uh, to do with the roles option right here. but. Um, I just want to kind of uh, introduce that kind of uh, idea of thinking about what an account owner is, the different roles uh, in your account. So you have your account owner, you have a uh, billing contact. Uh, initially, the account owner is both of those. And then you can potentially uh, include administrators and collaborators um, to, uh, to help you out. So um, as the account owner, this is what you're seeing. You're seeing all of this stuff. You have access to uh, billing uh, information. You have access to usage. You have access to roles. Um, however, it's important to note that as an account collaborator, you don't see this stuff. Uh, you see a much uh, more filtered view of the account. And um, I do have one of those accounts uh, here, so we'll, we'll show that uh, later on. So. Um, We'll, uh, we'll get to that in a bit, okay? okay? So for now, we're just assuming that you are the account owner, you haven't invited anybody yet, and you do see uh, everything, okay? Um, okay, so let's see here. Basically, uh, down uh, further here, what you have is um, uh, merge profiles. Again, this is, this is something that is uh, not necessary, uh, certainly for anybody that uh, this is your only account, but I'll just go ahead and mention what it is uh, in case uh, you're wondering. Uh, basically, some customers will have uh, multiple accounts. You could have your own account, and you might be a collaborator on somebody else's account. You may be a collaborator on other multiple accounts. Um, assuming those collaborators were invited using a different email other than the one that, that you initially used to, uh, to sign up for your account, you can go ahead and merge those uh, emails, meaning you won't have to log in uh, using one set of credentials 
in order to access your collaborator account with uh, organization A, and then another set of credentials to access your um, account owner account with your organization. You can actually merge those together, use one set of credentials, and then towards the top, you'll have an option to select which organization you want to view at the time. Okay, so that's merge profiles. Um, what else? Communication preferences. Uh, you can set these up. These are all just kind of up to uh, kind of your, your uh, interests there. Um, that's about it. So very basic stuff, right? Uh, cookie policy, privacy policy, uh, things like that. So the, the majority of the action is, is actually up here where you get to set your uh, name and so on, uh, email address, password, very important, and then the rest of the information over here on the uh, left side. Okay, so let's go into manage. And uh, this is your organization, okay? This is no longer uh, your profile and how you access the account, but this is your official organization and uh, what you set up. It has your organization name, which you can change using the edit button. Uh, and it has the billing contact, which again, by default is you as the account owner. Uh, as soon as you have invited uh, another administrator to your account, you can make them the billing contact. That would allow them to uh, have access to invoices um, and uh, credit card information. They can add uh, another, a new credit card, things like that. Okay, they're, they're the official billing contact. Uh, you as the account owner still have access to all that, but the billing contact uh, will as well. Um, through your plan, you can order floor plans, you can order uh, matter packs, and you can upload your data to Google Street View. Um, most recently, we've included uh, the option to upload some data to HomeAway and Verbo. Um, and all of these are options that are on the account level. So this is something that the account owner would be able to um, make available to uh, their admins or their collaborators if, if they're allowed to or not allowed to place orders for these things because uh, this stuff uh, usually costs some money. Amir, uh, are those toggled on presently? Or presently, they are toggled on. Yeah. Yes, by default, they're all turned on. So if you're not interested in ordering a uh, matter pack, it's, it's not, doesn't uh, coincide with your business model and you don't need it and you don't want anybody to accidentally place that order, uh, then you can just toggle it off here. And then no chance of anybody having placed that order. Um, public details is something that's uh, very interesting. You can edit some information that will by default get appended to every model that's uploaded to your organization. Uh, so this is really good. Again, if you have multiple collaborators out in the field scanning and uploading to your account, uh, they don't have to bother with um, including contact information, emails, uh, names, and, and presented by all this stuff. Uh, that's just, it can be automatically uh, added every time uh, a model is uploaded. Okay. You went a little bit fast for me. If we could go back right. to those first four under product settings. Um, yes. So um, do, do you have an example of what that schematic floor plan looks like and how much that costs? Uh, yes. So let's see if I can get an example here. Um, that's a pretty good uh, example right there of what 
uh, it kind of looks like. It's a very simple uh, black and white schematic drawing of the floor plan. Uh, we do our best to label the rooms uh, you know, appropriately. Uh, it doesn't work out 100% of the time. It's not a problem. Just you know, write us in um, and let us know to change the name on something, and we can usually uh, accommodate. That's, that's and really and and where would I write to? Where would I write to if I uh, if it came back and it's it, and it said uh, garage and and we're in the south, it's called the carport. Uh, where would we write to have that changed? So you can um, the easiest and most straightforward, uh, especially. Um, if you have more than you know one change, is to bring in your schematic floor plan. They they uh, are sent in a uh, PNG, a ping format, simple image-based format, uh, as well as PDF. So if you can open up any one of those in any kind of really really basic uh, imaging application, um, even something like Microsoft Paint, right? I mean anything, um, and just scratch out the name that uh, does not belong and uh, type over it the name that you would like, you would just send that new image to support at matterport.com. Okay, great. And they'll, they'll take care of uh, relaying that information uh, okay. to the floor plan team to get that corrected. And uh, how much? I have that box pre-checked. So how, yes. how much How much your floor so, plan? So uh, USD, it costs $14.99. Okay, so US and dollars, $14.99. Right. Okay. So it's fourteen ninety nine uh, U.S. dollars for one schematic floor plan. Okay, great. And then uh, usually takes uh, can take potentially up to forty eight hours. We're usually pretty good about getting it a little bit faster than that. Okay. So it is it is uh, I think the only thing that we provide that requires um, human intervention. Uh, everything else is fully automated with you know computers and processes and whatnot. Uh, this actually does require people to go in and draw these lines, and so uh, the turnaround time is a little bit longer. Okay, so this is this is like an ATM machine, and but there's real people behind counting the cash exactly. and <laughs> loading it into the drawer or something. Exactly. Okay, I'm sorry, we digress. So and then the 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 matter pack. Um, uh, I, I think we could probably hold off on that until a little bit later, maybe in, in the week. Okay. Or is that? Um... Um, yeah. So the matter pack is something generally uh, geared for uh, the AEC vertical. So anyone in the um, architecture, engineering, uh, construction field, uh, this was really designed for, for that um, kind of business in mind. It has things like the, uh, the OBJ, which is your uh, raw mesh. It has a relatively higher resolution of the OBJ. Um, it has a point cloud. Do you, you have a, a list? Do you want to maybe just go to the page and, and we'll see what the, the list of what the, what's in the matter pack? Uh, we can look in here. So the matter pack includes uh, the point cloud, which looks kind of like this. You can see how it's a little bit dithered and, and looks like it's a bunch of points as opposed to mm -hmm. a, a more clean. Uh, polygon mesh. Um, I don't know if this has all the lists. This is basically just our FAQ on it. And you can download a sample uh, to see more about it. Um, but yeah, I guess I don't. I, I think have... if you scroll up, I think I saw a list go by there of what the, the assets um, right there. Yep. So we have the, uh, the XYZ. This is the point cloud. You have the, uh, the OBJ, which is your uh, mesh. 
You have a lot of JPEGs. They're not images that you and I can uh, open and understand and, and look at and, and use in any way. They are uh, the texture map for the OBJ, for the, uh, the polygon mesh, okay? Um, you're also given um, a ceiling plan and a floor plan that is unlike the schematic floor plan that we just looked at, but is just an image of the entire floor from you know external wall to external wall. It covers everything. Um, All right, that that's, prob that's probably enough on that. I, I, I think for me, if I, as a newbie to this Matterport thing, if somebody mentions architects, engineers, or construction, AEC, or says CAD file, and can you help me, then I know I need to come back and, and research what that matter pack is because it's like right, right. It's something we offer, but it's yeah, it's something that uh, it's mostly people who are really in the in that industry or uh, taking advantage of it. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, so what so else? Google, Google Street View. Google Street uh, View enabled. So that that would mean that at some point this is when we're en en enabled. Okay, so we'll and we'll see that when we get to the, where you're demonstrating how to publish and where you can publish to. But th these settings are essentially saying uh, a default setting that it's okay to publish to Google Street View. Correct, correct. And that's, okay. again, uh, the reason why these toggles exist is, is uh, to prevent accidental uploads and, uh, and usage of these tools because they do cost money. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and turn this back on and enable uh, the matter packs just so we uh, can see where that is later on okay um and uh yeah so let's so is in the charge for google street view is um 15 15 also 14.99 for uh for an upload to google street view okay and is there a charge for home away and vrbo publishing uh not at this time at this time uh vrbo um or verbo and home away are uh free to upload so okay. take advantage of it while that's uh, that way, because I cannot at this time guarantee that it'll be like that forever. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yet. Well, I'm guessing that it, I, that it's on this page because at some point there's going to be a charge because I don't see the page about publishing to realtor.com on this page or, or, or am I missing right. that? So those are very different uh, types of upload. And uh, we can get to that also when we get to the apps tab. Um, but just to kind of get into it briefly, when you are, um, I don't want to use the word uploading to uh, realtor.com or RDC, you're essentially just linking your uh, Matterport model with a listing uh, in RDC. Uh, in this case, with HomeAway and Verbo, you are actually uploading the 360 panos. So it's a lot more similar to a Google Street View upload mm -hmm. than it is a uh, kind of a sync with RDC. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll look at that um, a little bit later. But but that what that means essentially is that your 3D model is not being uploaded to Verbo. You're getting uh, a bunch of uh, panoramas that you can um, potentially navigate from one to the next. Again, just like you would with Google Street View. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, we talked about public details uh, and why it might be a good idea to edit that. Next is the measurement options. 
this is pretty pretty straightforward, uh, metric or imperial, depending on um, you know your preference. And uh, 3D showcase version. So this is what you're uh, referring to previously. Right now, by default, uh, your models are going to be uploaded, and they will be in version uh, 3.0 of uh, showcase. If you specifically want them to be the old uh, version, then you have to um, change each one independently. Uh, so we're talking about two different things that are 3.0. There's Showcase 3.0 and there's Workshop 3.0. So Workshop 3.0 isn't really a thing. Uh, it makes it a little bit confusing. So we used to have uh, Workshop and um, I, I'm not sure how it uh, got to this, but when we migrated the code from the old way that we used to do it to the current way, uh, first went um, showcase. So we've all been watching and, and viewing these Matterport models in a version of showcase that, that's been using the new code for a long time now. Uh, that, by doing that, we also enabled the ability to migrate uh, workshop from the old code that it was, and you can still access that uh, version of workshop, to uh, the same code that Showcase uses. So it's really not workshop 3.0, it's really uh, Showcase edit. You're not leaving Showcase, you're just kind of uh, enabling an edit mode, and assuming you have the permissions, you can either do that or, or not do that. So Okay, well... So perhaps I'm wrong because we made our theme week uh, um, workshop, Matterport workshop 3.0. We can, we can call it through workshop 3.0. I guess you can, you can say it has uh, kind of two names, uh, but I guess on a more technical uh, level, it's more uh, um, showcase with an edit ability as opposed to launching a whole new um, application like you would with, uh, with workshop. Uh, okay. All right, we'll, we'll settle for that uh, nomenclature. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so, uh, so again, Showcase uh, 3.0 uh, or, or Workshop 3.0, whatever we want to uh, call it, that's how it is by default. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's set on the account level. If you wanted to uh, change any model, it's on the model level. Uh, you go to that model page and you would adjust that. Okay. Um, and then following this, uh, basically you have, uh, again, some uh, very simple toggle switches to enable uh, sharing of the model. Um, these are just the icons that will appear in the bottom right corner of your uh, Matterport model. Uh, the question is, do you want them to be there or don't you want them to be there? Um, that's all. Okay. Um, so that but, is... I'm so, I'm so sorry. I missed the last oh, one. I oh, missed the very, the very bottom, content distribution. Uh, content distribution. This is the um, um, realtor.com, RDC uh, option that we were looking at before. In fact, you know what? I'm going to turn this on because we're going to look at it in the tabs. Uh, this allows to automatically, based on the address, link with uh, active uh, realtor.com listings. So the, the example perhaps of, of when I would not want that checked is if I'm, maybe I'm doing a $5 million listing. Some people call it a pocket listing for a real estate agent, doesn't want the model 
to be shared on realtor.com. This is where I'd want to make sure that I've disabled it so it doesn't automatically get posted to realtor.com. Yeah, and you can, this is also something that can be enabled on the account level and then disabled per model. Okay, got so it. So you can specify just that one model. Don't bother uh, sharing this with any RDC listing that may have the same uh, address. So it is uh, as precise as we could have made it as far as the address is concerned. They really do have to be a very, very uh, precise match of the address. So mm -hmm. if, for example, you have a model um, that you, know, you, you, were, uh, you were hired to, to scan a model for an agent and they uh, created a listing in RDC and uh, you have this enabled and the two sync up together, that's great. I don't know, a year down the road, you've already forgotten about this and the house is now sold for a second time and uh, a different agent now has it and they may not necessarily want uh, this older model representing their listing. So you would have to go in and, and uh, disable uh, that at least on the model level um, so that it breaks the sync between RDC and Matterport. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. I think on Friday, I'm going to make a note to come back and and visit that in a little bit greater yeah. detail. But I think for today's purpose, that's cool. Sounds good. Um, okay, so next let's go ahead uh, into the billing. And this is where you're gonna see uh, the plan that uh, you have uh, selected up here. It shows you the, uh, the active spaces that you currently have um, and the total number that you're allowed. Uh, there's no mention of the uh, archived spaces and only because there's, you can have as many as you want, there's no limit to that. So we're really just um, giving you a metric of the uh, uh, active spaces, which there, are, there is a limit, uh, as well as the uh, number of users that you have, like I said, the collaborators and, and uh, admins that you have invited uh, to your organization or account um, to take part in all this. Um, you access your invoices from this page so as again, as the account owner and the billing content, you have access uh, to the invoices and you can find them here, uh, as well as the uh, addresses that you have set up, um, billing address, shipping address, and the service address. These all will appear in the invoices. So um, uh, I'm guessing you wanna make sure that they're uh, edited properly. Uh, and then down here is the uh, the payment. Um, again, it's something that only the billing and account owners can can access and view. Um, clearly, you don't have access, you know you, you don't have uh, visibility to the entire um, credit card. But if you wanted to add a credit card, uh, you know get rid of an old one that's been expired, anything like that, uh, you can do that through this page. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Uh, usage. This is actually a very, very important page to take note of. Um, again, you have uh, vis visibility of the uh, number of active models uh, that currently exist in your account. I, I don't have this because this is a brand new account uh, generated for this uh, webinar, but the idea is that down here in the usage history, you would see all the models that have been uploaded, processed, whether they are standard, large, the floor plans that you've ordered, uh, the Google Street Views that you've uploaded, everything that you've done in your account is, is listed here, and you can view that on a month-to-month -month basis. You can also filter uh, this view over here, 
um, by choosing specifically only show me my you know, standard models that, are, that have been processed. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're wondering what the difference between standard models and large standard models, anything between uh, one and 100 scan positions, this includes 360 views, is a standard size model. Anything over 100 is a uh, large model. Those do um, take a little bit longer to process. And for anybody who is on a uh, classic plan, those also cost twice as much to process. Okay, but since we're on the, the current plan professional and it's up to 25 active spaces, it doesn't matter what size the model right, is. Right, exactly. It's okay. a, the, the pricing is irrelevant, but just so um, there's an understanding of the time that it could potentially take to process a model, it can be even up to 24 hours, uh, depending on the size of the model. Um, but if you did scan a larger model, uh, you would find you would be able to filter them them out using the uh, the standard large or the standards. Just a, I guess an easier way to to find them, isolate them, and then just uh, click through to get to them. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, and here we have the roles. So this is where only the account owner can decide who the account owner is, you can actually uh, appoint another admin as an account owner, um, which means you're no longer the account owner, so be very careful with that. Uh, you can also appoint other admins as the billing contact. So I have a couple of collaborators and administrators here. Um, actually, I have just two other collaborators. I'm the only administrator. Uh, and therefore, these are grayed out because I have no, no, I can't make a collaborator a billing contact. They have to be an admin. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll get to how to invite uh, collaborators and admins in a bit here and how to specify what they are. You can always change, you know, switch them out. Um, I can take this collaborator and, uh, and make them an admin. And then after making them an admin, I can uh, make them my billing contact. Um, so you don't have to get it right from when you send out the invitation. It's always editable and manageable that way. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that is everything you have in your settings. Uh, next, what I wanted to cover are these four icons up here. Uh, the first one over is your default page. This will show you everything in your account. Um, all the models, all the folders, uh, everything will be listed in here. Um, when you go to uh, collaborators, as the account owner, you can see everybody. Okay. As a collaborator, you can't, you, you don't even have access to this page. So as a collaborator, in fact, I have another What's a uh, collaborator. And when would I use that? So a uh, collaborator, is let's say you have um, multiple cameras and uh, you're giving them out to uh, uh, employees, uh, contractors that will actually go out and, and do the scanning for you. Um, I would say that uh, best practice, well, I don't know if, if, if saying a best practice, but um, one option for uh, a business model would be you're the account owner and you have um, uh, collaborators who uh, you're contracting out, you know, let's say they're uh, college students with some spare time and 
um, interest in uh, earning a little uh, money on the side. So you make them a collaborator uh, by logging into your account. You go to the uh, collaborators page and you can use this invitation window to send an email to um, this, uh, this contractor and uh, you can add a message. And here is where you specify whether they are a user or a collaborator, same, same thing, uh, or an admin. Okay, an admin will uh, not have uh, a view of all the settings that we just went over, but they will have view and edit ability to every model uploaded to your account. So just take note of that and, and make sure you only invite people that you mean to make admins as that. Otherwise, so, uh, make them a, you have a question? Uh, yes, I'm confused. So the the admin here is an admin collaborator, which is different than an admin associated with the entire account. Uh, yes, so you have an, um, you have the account admin, okay? And this is, um, let's see This here. is a How collaborator they, admin, meaning- This is a collaborator admin. The admin, exactly. the is, word admin is used in two different places and it means two different things. Yes, if I go to- uh, So when I give and, somebody permission as an admin, a collaborator admin, they don't have access to billing usage and everything yeah. else. Uh, actually, I, I um, let me let me take that back for a second. I uh, may have been mistaken. It's um, it's called account owner. So the account owner is is you, the the first person who uh, who signed up for the account. Mm -hmm. uh, you're the account owner. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, so, okay, so the uh, admin. I, is, I probably is asked you driver. incorrectly or, or made the assumption that I was the admin, but I'm not the admin. I'm the owner. You're the owner. So you're the owner. The yeah. Okay, so exactly. I'm not giving somebody owner status. I'm giving somebody admin status. So correct. Can you correct. clarify somebody... what admin means in context to collaborator and anything else? Yes. So an admin would have access to every model and every folder in your account that's ever uploaded. Um, they can see it and they can edit it. Okay a uh, user or collaborator, those two are used interchangeably, um, only has access to the models that they upload or specifically any model or folder that you give them access. Okay, so if, if I understand correctly, if, if I want someone to have access to all spaces and folders, I'm gonna set them up as an admin and if right. I only want them to have access either to particular models or folders, then I'm gonna set them up as a user. And Correct. then somehow I'll be able to figure out how to assign the, the user collaborator, the user, to which model or folders that they have access to. Yes, exactly. Uh, and we can, we can go over that. Okay. Um, Another thing to uh, take note of is admins also have the um, ability to invite other collaborators or admins. Okay, so they have access to this panel, whereas uh, collaborators, users would not. They cannot invite other people. Okay. Um, okay, so that, uh, oh, um, uh, just, just a, a kind of a side note. Here you'll see I have these tabs, uh, active, pending, and deleted. 
This is your, uh, the status of your collaborator. After you have invited a, um, an admin or a collaborator, uh, you will see them listed here in pending until they accept the invitation. They're sent an email with an invitation. They have to click that button. And at that point, uh, they will move, once they set up their password, uh, they'll move from the pending uh, state to active state. Uh, and initially, they just have a, a, a gray slate. They don't see anything uh, until they begin to upload or if you've assigned them uh, a model or a folder. And I'm going to guess I can't assign them to a space or to, to a folder until they've accepted the invite. That is correct. Okay. Yes. Um, if you uh, delete a collaborator, you can just delete uh, them by using the delete icon right here. You'll find them, obviously, in the deleted um, tab here. And you can also uh, quickly resend them you know, a new invitation uh, via this, um, this tab. Okay. So if you had a collaborator deleted, uh, deleted you would be able to uh, resend that invitation and get them to, uh, to uh, accept the invitation and, and become active again. Okay. And uh, uh, what if they already have a Matterport account? Uh, it doesn't matter. So let's say, uh, similarly to what we were talking about before with the whole merging of accounts, if uh, you're inviting a, um, a Matterport service partner, for example, who already has so his own I'm account. In, yeah, I'm in Atlanta, and yeah. I get an order for Nashville, and I locate a Matterport service provider in Nashville, and I say, hey, you know, would you shoot my space? I want to add you as a collaborator. Uh, I'll pay you X. They transfer this. They upload the space to my account. Right. If they already have a Matterport account, does it matter that, can I use the same email address to invite yes. them as a collaborator as they use for their account? Yes, exactly. So you would use their same email address and what that would do is uh, basically prevent them from having to merge accounts, right? They would essentially just accept the invitation. Their information is already in the system, so we've already got their credentials. And they can then just use the same credentials to log in and then choose between their organization and your organization. Clear. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. So next we have uh, public spaces. So any model that you are actively uh, sharing, that the, the sharing is enabled, will be listed here. Okay. Um, you can quickly make this private if you want. So instead of, let's say you've got, I don't know, a, a bunch of a whole page's worth of uh, uh, active models and they're being shared and you want to uh, turn some off, make, some, make them private instead of finding them through folders and whatnot, uh, it might be easier to just finding, uh, find them through, through this uh, tool, mm -hmm. through okay. this tab, okay? Would I just uh, click on the lock and that would be it? Yeah, exactly. You can just click on the lock, confirm that you want to make it private, and that's it. Okay. No longer accessible from uh, anybody that uh, has the link uh, you know, shared with them would no longer be able to use that link to access the model. They would just get uh, kind of an oops, you know, model not available message. Okay, so uh, with uh, the Matterport pricing for that professional plan, Carmel by the Sea, it sells. I don't want to lose the model, but I would then 
would I lock it and that makes it inactive? Is so locking it doesn't make it inactive. Locking only makes it so that anyone with the uh, share link can no longer access the model. Okay, so I imagine you'll show me at some other point how I make something. How to make it inactive, inactive. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, okay. so then uh, lastly up here is the statistics page. And this is also really, really important uh, to keep track of. Uh, typically you would have more than just the one model, um, but let's say you, you have a, a nice page worth of models and you want to know or get a better idea of uh, which models are getting uh, traction, uh, who's visiting these models and so on, uh, and potentially what you can make inactive. That's gonna free up uh, some space in your account to upload more models and, uh, and have those be kind of like the new, new cycle of models. So and I, uh, I'm guessing there's a little question mark there that's it's gonna tell me what the difference between an impression and a visit is, or is that? Uh, yeah. Um, Right, so you can click on these and get a short uh, explanation of what the difference is between these uh, three metrics. Um, basically, if you're looking at um, impressions, uh, they are the number of times that your model has been displayed, even in a, uh, in a web page. Let's say you have your model embedded in a landing page or on your website, uh, even before that model has been loaded, as long as it has come up in a web page, um, that counts as an impression, okay? And then you have uh, visits, which once you have clicked load, that counts as a visit. And then uh, lastly, you have uh, unique visitors down here, um, which if the same person comes twice to uh, your model, it'll show up as two visits, but it'll only be one unique visitor. Okay. Uh, so, so and those numbers might be, let's say that I had 500 impressions that came from 300 visits. That was a total of 100, 100 unique visitors. Yes, okay. exactly. Typically impression, well, impressions will always be uh, the same or more, typically more than visits, mm -hmm. and visits is always uh, the same, most likely more than uh, unique visitors. Okay. Uh, but if you have more unique visitors than visits, that's a problem. And if, if I have a space that's uh, archived, would, would, it sh would the space statistics show up here? I believe the space statistics does still show up. Uh, all the data that was collected for that space when it was active. Okay. Okay. If I physically delete the space, then it's not going to be counted. Then it will not appear here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the way I like to see this, this is a really good place to, to visit, um, again, to know what models you may want to uh, inactivate. Okay. Uh, so you can go to either seven days uh, or last 30 days. You know, it's completely up to you what you feel is best. Um, and this will show you uh, the, la the statistics based on the last seven days. Uh, then what you would do is filter this by impressions, okay? So if I had a, a page worth of information here and, and models, I would be able to uh, scroll down further and see which models in the past seven days have had uh, zero impressions. 
And then if it hasn't had a single impression in the past week, that may be a good model to just say, you know what, let's go ahead and archive it uh, or inactivate it. Um, okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm clear on space statistics. Thank you. Yeah, good. Um, let's see. So that takes care of everything that you have outside of the model page itself. Okay. So that's the entire uh, account. And now when you go actually into most commonly, most, most typically you would be on your uh, spaces page here and you would go into the model just by clicking on it there. And uh, here you have your model page. What you have is the model in showcase, uh, very big front and center. Uh, and this is what I was referring to now. You have kind of a, uh, showcase versus showcase uh, edit. Just it's just kind of like an edit mode within showcase. Mm -hmm. um, it'll just load the model uh, as opposed to launching a new app. Um, but we we have definitely called it uh, you know workshop three. So there's a little uh, confusion there. I can I can understand that. Uh, so you have your uh, media tab, um, and let's see here uh, within the media tab you have uh, showcase. So, so you're going to see uh, your model, essentially, if you want to navigate through the model, you can do that uh, in this tab. You have uh, photos and these are uh, snapshots. Some of them have been automatically generated as the model gets through the uh, processing engine. Uh, we do our best, I guess it's a, it's a machine. It's a, it's a computer that actually does its best to figure out what is a living room, what is a kitchen, and uh, it provides you with snapshots. Um, if you don't want to use them, that, that's fine. You're welcome to delete them and then just take your own. Uh, but any snapshot that has been captured either automatically or manually uh, by you, you will find them listed here. Okay. And there's one that um, says thumbnail at the very beginning. Yes. Did you do that or did the computers? The, the computer automatically set that, but I can change that. So that thumbnail is uh, this image that you see in the background before loading the model. Okay. So I, I don't okay. think we're actually covering that today, but that's, but that's what that thumbnail means. That's, yes. that's the thumbnail of, of yep. what we're looking at. Okay. That is the thumbnail for your... Uh, your, your showcase, your, your okay. model, basically. Okay. Um, and I, I know we'll get into that in probably another day this week, but you're correct. covering kind of all the buttons on the left and across the top today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, because there's just so much outside of specifically mm -hmm. showcase edit, I just wanted to give you a brief mm -hmm. kind of overview. Um, but we will definitely go into that and how to, um, how to change that. Okay. Um, so, uh, it, whether it's a 2D uh, snapshot, uh, like you see here, these, these are considered 2D snapshots. I can click on it and I can see uh, the image. I use my uh, arrow keys to move between the thumbnails down here at the bottom, or I can just click uh, this arrow key to uh, navigate a little bit faster through there and select that uh, to choose the, uh, the snapshot that I want. I can delete it. This is just one at a time, so not super efficient. I can also download it if I want to use it in you know, other marketing material. Um, when I download just this one, it will, by default, just download the highest resolution possible. Um, and uh, so, so this is this is basically how you would kind of move through these uh, these photos uh, to download them. 
everything except for capturing them is available here. You can also choose this select button and uh, download all of them at once, uh, deselect several uh, that you don't want to include and download just those. Um, or you can actually click the circle as opposed to the thumbnail to select only a, a small handful. Okay, and, okay, and so I think I saw a trash can there too, so I could actually select all. And you then could select all and then hit and the delete, delete button to get rid wanted, of everything here. If I wanted to, okay. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Um, so that is uh, photos. Also, as the model is going through the processing engine, a couple really short teaser videos are generated. Um, again, the system is doing this completely automatic um, using machine learning and, and all sorts of uh, stuff that uh, it's, it's using its best guess to, uh, to understand what a living room is and what a kitchen is, and it'll uh, you know, zoom from one to the next. I can play this out for you. So this is, it'll pan around, and then you'll see the dollhouse, and then it'll uh, zoom into the next room. So uh, these are just short teaser videos that are designed to download and, uh, and post to things like Facebook or wherever you're marketing um, this 3D model. Uh, unfortunately, there, there's no way of, of tweaking these. these. These are set in stone. Uh, you're more than welcome to create your own, but, but this is it uh, okay. for the videos. So we briefly spoke before about uh, floor plans. This is where you would go to place your order for the floor plan, okay? Um, if that- Can you hit the buy button so we can see what happens? Uh, yeah, so when you hit the buy button, you get uh, this kind of confirmation window. What um, um, measurement do you want? Do you want imperial metric or do you want both? Uh, and then you can just go ahead and place the order. Uh, the order is placed, and like I said, within you, you didn't after. click on the button. If you did place the order, then then how would I know my floor plan's ready? So once let's go ahead and place this order. Um, I'll just go ahead and do U.S. metric, and hit place order. Instead of seeing a buy button, you just thank you. Okay, go away. And instead of a buy button, now you see floor plan processing. Okay. Okay. Um, and will I get an this, email that tells me when the floor plan's ready? Correct. You will be sent an email uh, to the email of the account that placed the order. So not necessarily the account owner, but possibly the admin or collaborator uh, that hit that button that, that mm. actually purchased the, uh, the floor plan. Okay. And then, so you get the, that person gets the email. It is, does the email include the floor plans or do I, am I retrieving the floor plans here? The, you come back to this page, and instead of uh, floor plan processing, you will have a download button. And then you click the download button to download your floor plans. Uh, they're not included in the email that gets sent to you. That's just a notification with a link back to this model page. Um, and don't be confused by this download sample. That is not the link to use to download your floor plan. Uh, it'll be up here where the buy button was. Okay. Um, and lastly is the matter pack. So again, we uh, spoke briefly about this. This kind of goes into a little bit of detail about what this is. Um, and same, same with the floor plan. You can hit buy. This is automatically generated. Unlike the floor plans uh, uh, that 
we spoke about uh, having you know, human intervention, uh, requires a process up to 48 hours. This is fully automated. So as soon as you buy this, it's downloadable. Instant. Instantly. And um, do I get an email? No, there's no reason to send me an uh, email. No, no email, no, yep, exactly. So I no imagine if you hit buy, that button would just turn into download. If I hit buy, it will ask me to uh, confirm. And I just go ahead and place the order. Okay. I have a download button and I can go ahead and download. Download. That's okay. It. Easy peasy. Yep. Okay. Um, so that is everything in the media tab. Uh, we'll get to this a lot later in the week. Yes. Uh, the remaining tabs are the details. Um, this is what I was speaking about uh, previously with the public uh, details, that information that you can set on an account level. Uh, this will be automatically populated. So the presented by, the contact phone number, contact email, these are things that you can just always have automatic uh, and not have to continuously enter them in every time somebody uploads uh, a model to your account. Um, it's regardless of how it was populated, it's always editable. Uh, and here is the address field that you would enter um, if you needed this to sync with uh, realtor.com. So if you are looking at syncing with realtor.com or if you're a, uh, a service partner working with an agent who uh, has a listing on realtor, you can tell them, just give me the exact address of how it looks in on Realtor's uh, website, on the listing page itself. And uh, I can place that here. And then that way you can, um, that's it. You, you, you don't have to send them a share link to include in the listings dashboard and so on. It's just a matter of putting in the, uh, the correct address here and okay. you're done. Okay. Um, th does it automatically start figuring out what the address is? It do, do, goes off to Google or something? It does if you put in, so you'll get okay. a list of uh, possible addresses here. And um, so this is very important. If I've, if I've set my default earlier that you showed us that I'd like it automatically to go to realtor.com, then this is, this is what's doing it right here is I'm telling right. it the exact address the, yep. to mash up with realtor.com. Yeah, this is, this is the, uh, the exact address. And uh, you'll notice that, uh, let's see here, if I put in uh, road, okay, and on uh, the realtor.com listing, it says road spelled out, and I select that, but by just the way it works and how it grabs the information from Google, uh, their, uh, their address uh, database, it automatically changes it to uh, RD instead of road spelled out, that will likely not sync. So that, that's the level of accuracy that I was referring to. It really needs to be pretty much dead on accurate. So um, Amir, I'm now confused. Which address would I accept? Would I accept what Google turns my address into or, or, or spell it out R-O-A-D? Uh, depends on what the listing is. You want to match the listing. Got it. Okay, so the listing on RDC um, spells it out road. Uh, you need to make it road. If they have RD, you need to make it RD. 
Okay. okay. So I, I just wanted to, to point out that um, you may select it spelt out and it could be spelt out in RDC, but just pay attention to how it gets finally written in after you've selected it. If okay. It, if it's not a match, then you'll have to um, handwrite it in. Okay. And now there's something different in terms of address visibility. What, what is that about versus the address that we just put in? So address visibility is what the user sees, the, the visitor, right? A visitor to the, to the um, space will see uh, in, let me load this, in this corner. So up here, you have uh, a way of, of kind of displaying the model name and the address and, and things like that. So the address visibility is what are you displaying to visitors coming to look at your model? Mm -hmm. How much detail do you want to include? Okay. Okay. Uh, internal information. This completely depends on how you're running uh, your um, your show, your, your account. Uh, you can include things like uh, the MLS uh, listing ID, internal ID that is your own, you know, made up uh, uh, ID number, things like that. And you can uh, search your account based on these fields. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so that is the details tab. Uh, statistics is basically just like the main statistics page. Instead of showing you the statistics for every model in your account, you're really just seeing the statistics for this specific model. Okay. And um, then we have apps. So here is where you would go in order to upload to Google Street View. Uh, this is a, a small um, you know, web-based application that you can click on. Uh, search for the um, address uh, with Google Street View. You know, they don't want any residential listings, so we're assuming this is a business, um, business listings only. You would start searching by business name and then find the address based on the business name. And the reason you do that is because you want it to link to the business listing itself in Google. Um, uh, I think what we'll do is we'll come back to that later in the week. Uh, and we'll okay. just focus on what all those different buttons are. Uh, okay. but, but know that we should probably go to a little bit greater detail um, yeah, later in we, can, we can touch base. We can, we can look back at, uh, at specific apps and, and whatnot later on. Um, um, I, I think we have one of the days this week, you're going to do apps specifically. So we'll, we'll see all yeah. three of uh, how, how to publish to those three. We'll, we'll do on a different day. Sounds good. Okay. Um, okay. So basically your remaining uh, buttons are up here. You have uh, the uh, invite a collaborator um, from the model page itself, I can invite a uh, collaborator uh, to this model um, or set up a, um, a collaborator that I already have invited, give them access to this model. This is the uh, little kind of lock icon that you specify whether the model is uh, public or not. Um, anybody with the share link can either access the model, you know, view it or, or not based on this padlock. So if I've shared the link, um, you know, with a client and uh, I no longer want to make that link uh, be able to access this model, then I can just tap here 
hit confirm, and now it's locked. You can see that my gray share, uh, my, my share arrow is now grayed out, and that's because no, no share link out there uh, in the world will work at this point to access this model data. So in order to access the share button, you do have to make it public. And it's important to note that making it public, you're not actually making it public. It's not searchable. It's not something that someone would be able to go in, type in Carmel by the Sea in Google and find this model. Um, they're all private in that sense, uh, but essentially anybody with uh, this link will be able to access the model. Okay, a uh, uh, lot of information on this page. Are you covering this today or is that on, later in the week? Um, I can cover this today because later in the week we were gonna more focus on the, uh, the editing and other things, okay. but it just depends on time. How are we doing on time? Um, I probably wrap, wrap it up soon. So okay. uh, if you feel like I'll you wanna cover this. just touch this briefly and maybe we'll, uh, we'll do this a little bit later. Okay. Um, so you have branded, you have unbranded, and you can see the only difference is this little parameter that was added to the end of this uh, link. Okay, the unbranded is just your generic link, and then you have branded, you have MLS, which again, it's a slightly different parameter, and you have VR, okay? Um, so I'm still a little bit confused on that. So br branded, where is the branding on, on here? Is this someplace where I've typed in the realtor's name? And uh, yeah, so all the contact information that we've previously entered, uh, that's going to be displayed or visible via the branded link only. Got it. So we're not talking about logos. We're talking about the, the, it's the agent's name, company, if their address is there, their phone number, their email, all Correct. that is considered in the branded part. Yes, as the model is loading, it'll say presented by, and you can have your company name. Uh, after that, the user goes into the model and they can access, uh, you know, through this uh, window right here in the background, you can see it. Um, they can access the um, agent contact information. All that is visible uh, via the branded link. Once you use the unbranded, the contact information is no longer visible. Um, and the uh, presented by is no longer visible. So I'm clear on that. What would be the difference between unbranded and MLS? So MLS takes it one step further and any links that you may have in things like matter tags, and that's something that we'll um, get to later on in the week, will also not be available. Okay, I'm clear um, on MLS that. doesn't want any links. Okay, and then what is virtual reality, the VR? What is, what so is that? So the VR, um, as you mentioned, stands for the uh, virtual reality showcase. This is the link that essentially a uh, mobile device would need to use, your phone would need to use in order to access this model uh, in VR. So if you're using Google Cardboard, you would send somebody this link and they can uh, use this link on their phone to access to, to view the model. In, uh, and wouldn't the VR. model be the same in virtual reality as it is on a desktop, laptop, or smartphone? It's, um, it's almost the same. It's missing some information. So what you have in VR is essentially the uh, panoramas that make up your model uh, and ability to, to navigate through the space um, without going through walls and things like that. So there's still a sense of the, the 3D structure. Um, so you're not gonna you know, navigate through walls, uh, but you don't have a visibility of the dollhouse. 
and you don't have visibility of the matter tags that we uh, talked about a little bit. Okay. All right. I'm clear on that. That's, that's cool. And you got some more settings at the bottom. It is, here. Yeah, it is a more immersive experience, um, but it's not as, um, as all encompassing as the, um, the regular. Okay. Um, yeah, so then as far as the, uh, the VR uh, down here below, again, this is the VR sharing and social sharing uh, for this specific model. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to imagine on that particular model, when it's public, if I want someone to be able to look at it in virtual reality, then I need to either enable it for this specific model or going back to what you showed us earlier in the default uh, settings for the account, mm -hmm. that if I had set VR sharing, yes, as a default, then that's what default would be. I could have set... VR sharing is off, and that's what default would mean. So um, yes, you're right. The the settings in the account level will, if you if it's enabled there, that means by default it is enabled, and you can see that here it says default, and the uh, the account is default currently uh, set to enabled as we did uh, previously. Um, this is just VR uh, sharing, so. It does not have anything to do with this VR link, which is kind of a, a little counterintuitive. Um, this VR sharing has a VR icon, and, and I'll, I'll show it to you here real quick. Um, this icon right here, view in VR, is visible only because that VR sharing is enabled. This allows me to see it via web VR, which is slightly different than the VR applications that we have, the native. Um, iOS and Android applications that we have for viewing your model in, in the VR apps. Okay. Um, all right. I think we'll do a little deeper dive on that later in the week. I just want to make sure we've yeah. covered all the different buttons that even before we get into the edit yeah. on, on the next day, I believe is. Exactly. Day. So, uh, yeah, so this is the VR sharing um, and the, uh, the social sharing as well. Uh, those two are, again, these two down here, this is the VR sharing and this is the social sharing because can, can those two are enabled. Can you can, see them? Yeah, can you click on the sharing yes. icon there? So the sharing will just kind of bring up this ability to share this model through uh, email, uh, just copy the direct link to the model, uh, LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. And that doesn't have my account in it, it's just... So if I click on Facebook, uh, it's going to want to. Um, it's, it's it's bringing up a uh, my my uh, you know my my Facebook um, account and and posts directly to here uh, very easily. So great. So it's already it's that, already formatted. It's, yeah. uh, um, and you're ready to go. Right. I can you know, type in something and then just hit you know post. So, so, totally so if if I want to enable sharing. I have a choice at the account level, and then when I get to the individual model, I can either I can change what the global account setting is of whether I want it enabled or Correct. disabled for social sharing, and the same thing for virtual reality. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, cool. And um, yeah, and. So lastly, uh, after sharing, you have the uh, a few more options here more. Uh, you can move this model to another folder within my account. So for example, I have a uh, subfolder. I can choose move to folder. 
And um, this spaces folder is my root folder in, of my account. And this is my subfolder, so I can hit that. And uh, down here, just go ahead and hit uh, someplace okay. I change. I imagine I, at some point I'm going to have a lot of folders and, and, and subfolders. Uh, where, yeah. where do I make the changes and what I call those folders? Uh, so how do uh, how to add folders? Um, you can come back out here to your spaces page. Mm -hmm. And you have a create new folder uh, button right here. Mm -hmm. When you're inside of a folder, you also have so you can create sub subfolders. It's there's pretty much no end to how you can uh, you know work on the hierarchy of your uh, of your account, and um, and again remember that uh, when you have a, a folder, you can make a collaborator have access to that folder. So for example, if I have a collaborator who um, is shared with this folder, and I can invite them through here. I can, I can press here and see uh, that collaborator account number two is already invited there. I can see that they already have access to this folder. Um, but they don't have access to this model. As soon as I put this model into that folder, they will all of a sudden have access to that because they how have access. You know, to how did you know that uh, uh, they didn't have access to Carmel by the Sea? How how do I know that they don't have access to it? Uh -huh. um, so I can look here. I can I can see here uh, by invite collaborator. Uh, right now, only my collaborator account one has access to that model. Okay. Uh, I can invite. Okay, uh, so I'm clear on I'm clear on that. Thank you. So okay. you, and you had some other dots to the right of collaborator and then a little yes. So uh, from this view, I can also click the uh, more actions. I can edit the details of the model. Again, this is the uh, the contact uh, information, things like that. I can move to folder. I can transfer this space to somebody else's account using this option. And as we were talking before, I can choose to archive this space uh, as well as delete. Um, but delete is almost and, and, irrelevant. And, at and this if point. you archive it, where is it going to end up and how do I get it back? Uh, it actually looks no different. It's right here. I can just go through that here. So archive. Yes, I want to archive this space. And you'll see uh, that it just wow. says archived. It's grayed out. And um, uh, that's it. So it's uh, if, if I go quickly uh, back here to settings and uh, just go into usage, you can see that now my active spaces are down to zero of okay. 25. And, and then if I want to bring it back? If you want to bring it back, you can just go back to the spaces page, click on the three dots again, and say activate space. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, and I, I think we've covered everything that you wanted to cover for today. Yeah. Awesome. So um, uh, thank you, Amir. For sure. That was awesome. My pleasure. So uh, um, uh, if you all were just tuning in today, you know, hoping you were going to see us edit spaces, we, we thought that we really needed to kind of understand everything on the left and the right and so that you had context for what, what Amir is about to do tomorrow, Tuesday, um, June 11th, 2019. So you're going to get into editing a uh, Matterport showcase, uh, show the start position, show scans, um, in terms of hide and show, uh, show 360 views and how to place them. 
So uh, I think we, we've covered a lot of ground today, and I think there's, there's a lot to cover tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, uh, I've been making some notes in terms of questions, and, um, but I think, uh, I think I'll save my questions for, for Friday uh, and then invite our, um, our viewers to tune. If, if you have questions, tune in on Friday. Uh, if, you join us at the, if you're watching us on our YouTube channel, uh, join us in the We Get Around Network forum, WGANforum.com. Then down at the bottom, you'll see uh, the WGAN TV streaming live. And uh, there'll be a button there that says uh, join the conversation. Just hit that button and, and you'll come into the virtual green room and then we'll bring you on uh, camera to ask uh, Amir questions on, on Friday. Um, uh, so um, uh, Amir, thanks for a, a big first day as part of Matterport Workshop 3.0 for uh, Newbies Week. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Terrific. And uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow too. And th thank you all for, for tuning in. Uh, uh, we've been visiting with uh, Matterport uh, marketing manager, uh, Amir Frank, uh, uh, absolutely the right person to have on the show. Before this, he worked in Matterport support for uh, three plus years and uh, um, recently promoted to marketing manager at uh, Matterport. So we're excited for Amir on that. Uh, if you are, if you're just tuning in and you're, you're thinking about getting a Matterport camera, I think you can go to matterport.com, matterport.com. Uh, if you have burning questions and you just can't wait for to have me asked on the show, you can go to support.matterport.com, support.matterport.com. Uh, so uh, th uh, thank you all uh, for, for t tuning in. Uh, stay with us all week as we do a really deep dive in Matterport Workshop uh, 3.0. Um, Amir, thank you again. Uh, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. You've been watching WGAN-TV live at 5. Uh,